where's Nancy? And come to think of it, where's Adam? Hmm. More news and ridiculous updates about Agenda 2030. You're not going to want to miss that one. And Target stores and gay pride. June's coming. Wait to hear the details on this one. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. I got all that more coming up tonight. I really got a packed show tonight. Unbelievable. Some of the crap that you uh, that you will find out about tonight if you stick with it. Right now, it's time to get you updated, as we always do at the start of the show. On our favorite little furry friend, that would be Miko, our three-year-old Shiba Inu baby. She's just the most adorable little girl on the planet and also the most spoiled. I posted this about a half an hour ago and put the title Spoiled Rotten because that's exactly what she is. Yes, that's my hand. Yes, that's dog food in my hand. And yes, that's her completely ignoring me. I I try, I've tried to break her of this wannabe hand-fed habit, but it's getting to the point where I really think it's the way she thinks you're supposed to eat. She will eat out of the bowl and she eats her kibbles, but the wet food, she insists on being hand-fed. And of course, we give in to her. Serena Lee said, handsome baby. Yes, well, she appreciates that comment. However, by the way, I wanted to tell you that that Miko is going to be transitioning. Yes, Miko is going to be uh, uh, becoming a trans dog uh, sometime probably later this month. Uh, She will be having a a conversion therapy surgery and uh, she will be uh, uh, she will be a a, a, what do they they call it? Cis dog? (laughs) I don't know. So freaking stupid. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, so that's the Miko update, and uh, she is doing well in spite of her impending trans surgery. Our Miko update is brought to you by the amazing folks at BarkBox.com slash Miko if you want a deal. Yes, it is a monthly subscription service you sign up for, and every month you will get a themed box full of treats and toys for your dog, two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew, all natural ingredients, good for your dog, no artificial crap. And if your dog has any allergies, you can also specify that when you order. There's a little checkbox, fish, chicken, seafood, whatever might be your dog is allergic to, they'll make sure you don't get that. Every single month, you will get a new box of goodies for your dog. Your dog will love them. And uh, if you use our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, you will get a month free when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. Thank you, BarkBox. BarkBox.com. All right, let's go, shall we? Uh, Yep, here we go. Like we said, you know, with all that's going on with the Durham report and everything else that's been happening, all the usual suspects, Obama, Clinton, you know, the usual crap, uh, nothing is likely going to happen to any of them. I'm really pretty sure about that. We'll see. Be nice if it does, but I don't hold up any hopes. One of the things I have noticed, and maybe you have too and you didn't realize, have you noticed how quiet 
Nancy Pelosi's been. Where'd she go? She couldn't see a camera that she didn't jump in front of it to do everything when she was speaker. Now, suddenly, she's not in the news anymore? And what about Schiff? That little Adam Schiff moron. Now, he has, because he, you know, he never met a TV camera he doesn't like, but he has actually been in the news quite a bit lately. But, and in fact, you're going to see one headline tonight you will not believe from this idiot who just will not give things up. Nancy Pelosi, never forget, Nancy Pelosi swore she had cold, hard evidence of collusion between Russia and the Trump family, which, of course, turned out to be a complete lie. There's the witch now, my House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. And by the way, where's her husband? Where's her husband's alleged assaulter? I know the news cycles, but why have we never heard another word except for that ridiculous piece of crap body cam footage they released, which I can't believe is all of the video footage they have of that event? Why is no one talking about this anymore? We should be. July 2017, she said, there is now cold, hard evidence of a collusion between Russia and the Trump family. Uh, That was a complete lie. She knew it was a lie. She led the charge against President Trump for years, pushing Trump-Russian collusion crap that never happened. Uh, She made those comments after a report was released of a 20-minute meeting between Trump and family members and foreign officials that led to nothing. Monday, of course, the John Durham report came out, confirmed there was never any collusion between Trump and Russia, and the FBI knew this from the very beginning. They also knew this smear was all started by good old Hillary Clinton. Lock her up. And they did nothing. Nothing. Give a listen. Here's words right out of the horse's ass. Uh, This week, we saw cold, hard evidence of the Trump campaign, indeed the Trump family, eagerly intending to collude, possibly, with Russia, a hostile foreign power, to influence American elections. In the month, again, as we celebrate the courage of our founders, Republicans in Congress have become enablers of the Trump-Russia assault on our democracy. After these latest revelations, it's becoming clear we have suffered a desecration of our democracy not seen since Watergate. Speaker Ryan must allow a vote on an outside independent commission to get to the bottom of the Trump campaign's role in Russia's assault on our democracy and prevent Putin from ever doing it again immediately. Outside independent commission. It's not just about what happened in the past. It's to prevent it from happening again. The Internet is forever, Nancy. Life's a bitch, huh? Anyway, that was the words right out of the horse's mouth. And she swore up and down. And, of course, it was all complete bullcrap. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's not the end of it either. Uh, Let's see. We've got, oh, yeah, shifty shift. This little unbelievable moron, this disgrace to the human race, Adam Schiff, 
He is, he is still, still insisting that Trump conspired with Russia after the Durham report further discredits the whole FBI probe. Take a look at this. We will be putting together a report that will set out uh, for the country what evidence we have seen to date, uh, what evidence we have seen in terms of the Russian hacking and dumping operation, what evidence we have seen in terms of the Russian social media campaign, their paid media campaign, uh, and yes, the issue of collusion with the Trump campaign. Lies. There is significant evidence, much of it in the public domain, on the issue of collusion. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. But all I can tell you is, um, reviewing the evidence that I have, um, I don't think you can conclude that at all. Uh, far from it. Uh, and but, I think but you admit uh, that, it's uh, a circum. All you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that. Uh, the only thing I can say is that it would be irresponsible for us not to get to the bottom of this. Uh, we really need to do. We really need to find out exactly what the Russians did. For example, in that Trump Tower meeting, there was a clear intent uh, to collude with the Russians. There was a willingness to receive Russian help. Uh, the president himself called on the Russians to uh, assist his campaign by hacking Hillary Clinton's emails. Well, certainly, if uh, the Trump campaign went to a meeting with the Russians seeking to enlist. Uh, or receive the help of the Russian government uh, in getting damaging Which information. Which is what the trail of evidence and emails suggests is the case. Yes, that would be a potential form of collusion. What we found in our investigation is that Donald Trump's campaign manager was sharing internal campaign polling data and the strategy for key battleground states with an agent of Russian intelligence. Uh, but then most pernicious, his use of his office, his abuse of his power to attempt to get uh, an ally to help him cheat in the next election. So if that uh, report is correct, this email disclosed to the Trump campaign the truth that the Russian government had damaging information, that they wanted to help Donald, uh, elect Donald Trump, uh, and it put uh, certainly the first family on notice uh, of all of these facts. The way I've described it is there is uh, circumstantial evidence certainly of collusion or coordination. Uh, there has been direct evidence of deception uh, and I think people, I hope, got the sense today during this long hearing about just why it's so important that both Congress and the FBI do a thorough investigation. This man, this piece of human garbage, he was the past chairman of the House Select Committee on Intelligence, believe it or not. He now hopes to be the uh, senator from California. He remains unswayed, according to this article, links in our show notes if you want to read the whole thing, uh, by the whole Durham report. He's just ignoring it. Says, nope, it happens. I have the proof. He's never in all these years produced one scintilla of proof, but he just keeps insisting it exists. Right. No one believes you, Adam. When asked by the Epic Times about the Durham report's conclusions of no collusion, and whether the lawmaker stood by his claims, Schiff replied, if you read, <laughs> ah, the lies, if you read Mr. Durham's report, what he said is that there wasn't evidence of collusion before they began the investigation. That's obviously a very important distinction. The Democrat then pointed out what he described as Secret meetings ooh, between Trump and uh, Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort and a Russian intelligence agent 
Mm. As Schiff said, for most Americans, that looks like plain collusion. The Durham report described the FBI's top expert on Russian intelligence as finding no such evidence. And all that happened not at the beginning of the investigation, but at the end of the investigation, Mr. Schiff. So, if there is a pair of steel bracelets in anybody's future, let's hope they are yours. Because there's a lot of people that deserve them, and perhaps... None more than you. And, you know, the amazing thing is he, to this day, right now, after all this crap, he's still yakking his mouth off. Take a look at this, though. There may be some hope, although, you know, this McCarthy guy is, he impressed me in the beginning. His impression levels are going way down. Anyway, he's suggesting removing Adam Schiff from Congress because of the Durham report. And I think that is a brilliant idea. Speaker McCarthy suggested removing Adam Schiff from Congress over the lies he told about John Durham's final report. Uh, Kevin said it raises the question about Adam Schiff. Remember when Adam told the American public he had proof? Remember, this is uh, McCarthy talking. Remember what he said he didn't know the whistleblower? What he put America through and when he openly lied to us and continues to this hour, this moment, it raises questions about his character and whether or not he should even be in Congress. Well, of course he should not be in Congress. He should be nowhere even near any lawmaking body. Unbelievable. All right, uh, we got more coming up, including Australia's gun laws coming to the U.S. If one person has his way, that could happen. And that should scare the hell out of you. Our, one of our sponsors, just give me a minute here because we've got to talk about uh, one of the great sponsors for our show, and that is Skillshare. Look, Ever since the pandemic, we've all learned to study online, work online, go to meetings online. Well, you can make better use out of your time than playing another game of Warcraft or take a break from it, at least. And check out Skillshare. We've got a special link in our show notes. It'll get you a free month. Skillshare is an online website, which is a learning community. Thousands of classes available at Skillshare. They range from photography, graphic design, computer programming, from business, technology. With Skillshare, you can learn at your own pace. These are not commercially interrupted, you know, like YouTube videos and that crap. You just, you get the lessons online, you study at your own pace. Engaging, high-quality videos, uh, lessons that will inspire, challenge you. You can join the millions, and there are millions of people who've already transformed their lives and their careers with Skillshare. Whether you're a beginning, a beginner, or a, a seasoned pro, there is always something for everyone at Skillshare. Uh, with affordable subscription plans, you can access unlimited learning abilities without breaking the bank. Head over to Skillshare. Use our link in the show notes. Check them out. Browse through. Take a look around before you sign up, before you make a commitment. Just take a look. You'll be amazed at the kind you can, it's searchable. So whatever you'd like to learn more about, you put that in, 
and you you'll find there's likely a class about it. Why wait? Start your free trial today. You will get 30 days, a free month of Skillshare if you use the link in our show notes. It's right down there. So check it out. And thank you very much, Skillshare, for uh, helping us out to sponsor the show. We really appreciate you guys being here. Okay. Australian gun laws coming to the U.S. What? Yeah, that may not be as crazy as you think. And guess who apparently is suggesting it? Barack Obama. Not kidding. This is from Trending Politics. The link is in our, our show notes tonight. In an interview with CBS host Nate Burleson, former President Barack Obama seemingly endorsed Australia's approach to gun control, which we all know how ridiculous that is, and seems to imply the U.S. should consider confiscating guns. They're just saying it out loud now, folks. Drawing a comparison between the U.S. and other developed countries, Obama claimed, quote, for you lefties, that means he actually said this. You know, in Australia, they had one mass shooting 50 years ago, and they said, no, we're not doing that anymore. That's normally how you would expect a society to respond when your children are at risk. Here, take a look. Uh, let's unmute this. This is the number one cause of death for children in this country. What is the radical solution? And do you believe there is a larger issue at hand that causes fractures among us in this country? We are unique among advanced, developed nations in tolerating, on a routine basis, gun violence in the form of shootings, mass shootings, suicides. You know, in Australia, you had one mass shooting. 50 years ago, and they said, oh, we're not doing that anymore. That is normally how you would expect a society to respond when your children are at risk. Why is it so hard for us well, to do that? Well, look, I think somehow, and, and there are a lot of historical reasons for this, uh, gun ownership in this country uh, became a ideological issue and a partisan issue in ways that it shouldn't be. It's a Second Amendment issue, you freaking moron. Obama says there's a lot of historical reasons for gun ownership in this country became an ideological issue. You just heard him say it. In Australia, if you don't know, and we have some viewers in Australia, sorry guys, but firearms are highly restricted. Individuals have to get a firearm license provide a reason for owning a firearm. Recreational shooting, pest control, participation in organized sports shooting. Self-defense is generally not considered a valid reason to own a gun in Australia. U.S., however, gun ownership protected, of course, as a constitutional right, as it should be under the Second Amendment. Obama's statements reflect a disregard, the writer says here, for the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens, warning that confiscation measures could infringe upon individual freedoms and potentially 
leave Americans vulnerable to criminals. Get your freaking hands off of our Second Amendment and our guns. Piss off. This is going to continue. They're just going to keep eating away at it and eating away at it until finally somebody's going to give in. They're going to be passing laws and you better be prepared. Mike Yeadon. Do you know who Mike Yeadon is? He is a former FISA board member. And he has come out with some frightening news about the WEF's Agenda 2030. This is the article. It's from SGT Report. The dramatic disintegration of Big Pharma's normal manufacturing standards an abject failure of the FDA regulations oversight with the safety and quality of the COVID shots, along with explosive new information, more coming out every day about toxicity, damage to the nervous system. There is an account on Twitter that I follow called Died Suddenly. I think I'm going to unfollow it because it's scary. Every single day, another young person, 20s, teens, 30s, perfect health, a lot of athletes are suddenly dead. Anyway, they spoke with Dr. Mike Eaton, and uh, he expressed and exposed the larger agenda Digital IDs, digital currency. Ultimately, the WEF agenda to dramatically decrease the world's population, which it is not overpopulated. There is no need for that crap. It's just a load of garbage you've been sold by these climate nutjobs. Take a listen to Dr. Yeaton. We are living in a peri tyrannical situation where there's only two clicks left when you are required to have digital ID to move around and have a life and when cashless central bank digital currencies are the only way you can buy and sell at that point you've lost your freedom if you follow the follow the breadcrumbs to 2030 anyone can look up the 20 UN 2030 SDGs sustainable development goals by 2030 Britain specifically will have no commercial passenger aircraft leaving the country. You will not be able to leave. There will be no ships leaving the country. You will not own private transport. You will have a digital ID to do everything and you will only have electronic money with which to transact. I would say at that point you are a slave and because you can see them coming, you should say no. Yes, exactly. That last line is the most important thing he said. Because you can see them coming, you should say no. Now, you may not to be able to personally say no, but there are men and women who represent you, allegedly. Although in a lot of cases, I'm starting to doubt that. But they are supposedly elected to be, a, to be your voice. You need to let them know that you say no. This Agenda 2030 is the biggest piece of crap. Climate baloney. 
overpopulation bullshit. None of it. Just please look it up. Read this whole article. It's in our show notes tonight. And look, if you know you're going to shake your head, and go, ah, yeah, maybe it doesn't affect me. Yeah, whatever. That'll never happen. These, these are head shakers. We always have these on the show, head shakers. This is from The Defender, childrenshealthdefense.org. The link is in our show notes. If you think this isn't going to affect you and it isn't going to come to a neighborhood near you, take a look. New York will begin tracking residents' food purchases and place caps on Meat served by public institutions. Here we go. New York City is going to begin tracking the carbon footprint of household food consumption and putting caps on how much red meat can be served in public institutions as part of a sweeping new initiative to achieve this bullcrap 33% reduction in carbon emissions by 2030. (laughs) They're going to begin tracking you folks. I've told you before about this crap. If you didn't think it was real, here it comes. This idiot mayor, Eric Adams, representation from the mayor's office of food policy. Really? They have one? And the mayor's office of climate and environmental justice. Why does New York City need a mayor's office of climate and environmental justice? Well, in spite of that fact, they announced new programs last month at a Brooklyn Culinary Center, which is run by NYC Health and Hospitals, uh, just before Earth Day. At the event, the mayor's office of climate and environmental justice shared a new chart which will be included in the mayor's city's annual greenhouse gas inventory that publicly tracks the carbon footprint created by household food consumption. Here we go. You didn't think it could happen to you. You didn't think it was going to happen to you. You didn't think it would come to your neighborhood. Welcome to the real world, my friends. It is happening going to happen in New York, you can just bet your ass it's going to happen in your neighborhood before long. Because these people want control. That's all they want. It has nothing to do with the environment. It has nothing to do with saving the planet. It has everything to do with control. They want to control you. You have to put your foot down and say no. You can also say no to Target stores, by the way. That's our next story tonight. And you're not going to believe. Look, I got no problem if a brand or a company wants to celebrate gay pride and put rainbow flags on your products, things like that. I got a big problem when you have some guy prancing around in high heels and a dress pretending badly to be a woman when you put his face on your beer can. I got a real problem when you start manufacturing crap to sell to kids. A real problem. It just gets worse. And it isn't going away. 
All right. Before we get to that, though, we're going to tell you about one other of our wonderful sponsor folks here. Just give me a second. They uh, they want to be here. NordVPN, in today's digital age, online privacy and security, more important than ever before. You've got to be able to protect your personal data and your internet activity. NordVPN has the perfect solution for protecting your internet browsing. With NordVPN, browse the net securely and privately without worrying about hackers and snoopers. You know, even your own ISP, the the folks who you pay every month to give you internet access, they can collect and sell your data to advertisers, the government, and likely do. They're tracking your online behavior, and that has to stop. And the way you stop them is with a VPN. NordVPN is the one we highly recommend. Military-grade encryption technology. Your data stays safe. It stays confidential. Not only does NordVPN protect your privacy, they also unlock a world of online uh, content. 5,000 over servers in 59 countries around the world. Access your favorite websites, streaming services from anywhere on the planet. And you can protect your friends and family too because with one single Nord account, when you sign up, you can connect up to six devices. So you got your laptop, your handphone, your partner's laptop and handphone. You got another two left over for whatever you want. Kids, whatever it might be. Not so sure about the kids bit, but you should be monitoring what they're doing anyway. NordVPN, why risk your online security and your freedom? Sign up today. Use the link in our show notes. You'll get 59% off and three free months. Three free months and 59% off using our link in our show notes for NordVPN. Thank you, NordVPN. All right. Yeah, here we go. Target. Well, you know, we just did Bud Light. We're thinking about doing Miller Light, and now apparently we need to do Target. Take a look at this. It's from the Daily Wire. Chest binders and packing underwear are featured in Target's new Pride Month collection. I got no problem with this if you are an adult. If you're 18 and over, you knock and rock yourself out. If you don't know, by the way, chest binders are very tight-fitted material that goes around your breasts, if you're a woman, and have them, that compresses them down. They're dangerous, actually, and they're not healthy for you. But some women who feel they want to be men and hide their breasts use what are called chest binders. Packing underwear... I need to be careful and say this kind of delicately, even though I'm on Rumble. You know, even I have a little bit of standards. Packing underwear is underwear that helps you to take your junk down there and slide it in between, you know, where the sun don't shine and keep it in place so that if you're a guy and you think you want to be a woman, you can hide it from public view. Now, Like I said, whatever you want to do, you do you. That's been the rule on this show from the beginning. You do you, I do me. We have a problem when you start marketing this crap to kids, just like Drag Queen Story Hour. Got no problem with drag queens. You do you, I don't give a crap. I don't care what you do. 
I care what you do when it starts to involve our kids. Target selling breast binders and packing underwear as part of its latest clothing collection for Pride Month in June. Known for celebrating July, or June rather, in a splashy rainbow-colored way, they've been criticized for offering Pride Collections for Kids. Here we go. Especially babies. Now the company catering to the trans community and promoting special garments made especially for them. The link to this is in our show notes. If you want to read it, share it out there with your friends. According to Bustle, Target partnered with Tomboy X and Humankind for the collection, uh, which are both queer-owned, female-founded brands. Merchandise includes the expected rainbow-colored everything. Uh, Also has some new items that a mainstream retailer like Target has never sold before. The Tomboy... Now listen, listen closely. Pay attention. Listen up. The Tomboy X collection includes undergarments like chest binders, packing underwear, bras, and boy shorts. Fine. But here's what's not fine. They say they're not marketing to kids. Do you know what size these things come in? S4X. S4X. Do you know how small that is? There isn't an adult on the planet who could fit into S4X. Humankind's line focuses on swimsuit styles mostly. Swim trunks, tops, unisuits. Bustle reported as binders and gender-affirming swimsuits are notoriously difficult to find, particularly in extended sizes. You know, like the sizes, what, for kids? This accessible drop will make shopping for everyday garments much easier. Target. S4X. That's very, very tiny. That's like baby size. Yeah. And that's what targets marketing to your children. You happy about that? You proud of that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Full of head shakers tonight. Full of head shakers tonight. Uh, By that, I mean the stories you look, you read the article, you look at the headline, and you go, are you freaking kidding me? Unbelievable. Hey, Jay Sheldon Show merchandise. I know this is washed out on camera, but eh, there you go. See the circle there? It's got our logo on it, front and back, and it is a really nice, good-sized coffee mug. You can get this, all kinds of cool stuff, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, singlets, tank tops, uh, all kinds of cool merchandise at the Jay Sheldon Show store. The link is the top link in our show notes. And for uh, one article, by the way, already gone, one of our AI art pieces has sold out. We sold 10 of them. Those 10 folks who have bought them, they're all signed by me. You have absolutely one of the most unique pieces of artwork on the planet from the Jay Sheldon Show because there will never be another one of the one that you bought. There are a few left. 
Another one may be disappearing soon. It's been going pretty well, but that's the second link in our show notes. What I let me just briefly, 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 I promise. What I did was I took and I went to one of those AI art generating AI sites and I put in the Jay Sheldon show. By the way, you can put that into the chat GPT and say, what is the Jay Sheldon show? It's pretty accurate. I did that and it's pretty accurate information. Anyway, never mind. I went to the art one, the one that makes artwork based on what you input. And I just simply put in the Jay Sheldon show and these wacky ass weird art pieces came up. So I thought, this is really cool. I should have a way to sell them. So I took them and I had them mounted on canvas, beautifully mounted on canvas for hanging on your wall. Take a look because they, they have nothing. They don't have my face on it. They got nothing to do that I can see with the Jay Sheldon show. But that's what AI thought. So they are there. They're on mounted on canvas, beautiful, ready to go. Not that expensive either. Check them out. And what I promised to do, everyone is signed by me. What I promised to do is that when we sell 10 of any one of them, I will delete it and it'll be gone and never to be sold again. So there's a few left. Check them out and pick one up today. You're also helping to support the show. All right, here we go. You ready? Mm -hmm. Another head shaker. Catholic father testifies that the FBI thugs pointed M16 at his kids on their doorstep while giving testimony during, this was just last Tuesday, just yesterday, during their House Judiciary Committee hearing, Mark Hauk, a devoted Catholic father of seven, recounting a harrowing experience involving federal agents and a subsequent legal battle that put his family's well-being at risk. September 23rd, five federal agents arrive at Hauk's residence, 6.30 in the morning, M-16 rifles pointing at him and his seven kids. He'd been actively involved in a lot of pro-life work with Philadelphia for the last two decades, 20 years over of this. Detailing the events leading up to the confrontation, he described a peaceful encounter October 13, 2021, when he was praying with his 12-year-old son outside an abortion clinic. Apparently, praying now can get you arrested offering literature to the two women who'd left the facility, an escort from the building obstructed his process and engaged in verbal exchanges. Later, the same escort, identified as Bruce Love, approached Hawk's son and proceeded to badger him, using derogatory language, making unfounded claims about his father's intentions. This is the guy's kid. Now, despite Huck's effort to intervene, request that Love maintain a respectful distance, this verbal harassment continued. Eventually, Huck pushed Love in defense of his son, leading to a subsequent criminal complaint, of course, later dismissed by the Philadelphia Police Department. Take a look. Okay, this is an ad because it's from Rumble, but that's fine. We don't mind supporting Rumble at this point. Here thank you, go. Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Ranking Member, Madam Ranking Member, and Jim Jordan, thank you for inviting me to be here today, and all committee members, thank you. 20 years ago, I began pro-life work in the city of Philadelphia. I did peaceful protests and prayer vigils uh, in front of uh, many abortuary facilities in Philadelphia. They have always been peaceful. I want to bring you to October 
uh, 13th, 2021, where I was with my son, 12-year-old son, praying in front of an abortuary in Philadelphia. On that day, uh, a couple women walked out of the facility. I began to offer them literature, as I always do, with compassion, love, and great respect. In fact, I was 50 feet away from the entrance of the building. I proceeded to walk with those women across the street, making me about 100 feet away from the entrance to the building, to a crisis pregnancy center, pregnancy resource center, which is about six feet away from me. At that time, an escort in the building decided to run over, impede my progress, and get in the way of me ministering and talking to the women that had left Planned Parenthood, 12th and Locust Streets in Philadelphia. At that point, we exchanged some words. We went back to where we were praying, and I continued to pray with my 12-year-old son. All right. This, uh, this goes on and on here, and uh, he tells the story of exactly what happened on that day. If you want to watch the whole video, it's on Rumble. Just check it out. The link to that is in our show notes. You really have to check it out. It's frightening. It's disturbing, to say the least, at uh, the kind of crap these people have to put up with. All right. Speaking of Rumble... You know, Steven Crowder is another content provider here on Rumble, and <laughs> he was, is huge on YouTube. Actually, was is probably the better word, because he has brought his show over to Rumble, uh, while I think he continued it on YouTube. However, not anymore. Take a look at this. This is a tweet from Steven Crowder. He says, F you, YouTube. I don't give a shit that we're one strike away from being banned permanently on the platform. We will not pacify. We will not kowtow. And we will not stop. Yes. Not now. Not ever. We say when it's over. Mug Club says when it's over. Not some patsy in Silicon Valley. Don't miss tomorrow's episode. This means war. The stakes have never been higher. And he posted some behind the scenes of YouTube removed your content. YouTube removed your content. Uh, just all this ridiculous crap from YouTube. Why anybody, why anybody is still on YouTube is beyond me Get off that platform. Come over to Rumble. I know I'm only on Rumble, so this is kind of, you know, preaching to the choir. But seriously, get off these other channels, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch.tv, all who censor, all, you know, you have Russell Brand, one of my favorites, absolutely love Russell Brand. He is still on YouTube and he's here on Rumble. He has to do his show in two parts. He does an opening segment on YouTube, I think, and Rumble. But then at some point, and during this segment, he says, oh, we can't say that because we're on YouTube. Stand by when we go only to Rumble, and then we can talk openly. Think about what he just said. And that's an absolute fact. It happens nearly every day on his show. Love Russell Brand. Look him up here on Rumble. Check him out. Give him a follow. Uh, but yeah, he is brilliant. Very funny guy. Very insightful. 
We don't always agree, but that's okay. We don't have to. He's interesting to listen to. He's got some interesting opinions, and he's always interested in ours. But then once he dumps YouTube and goes only live on Rumble, he can open up and talk about anything he wants to virtually. And he does. That's the difference. That's why Rumble is so important and growing bigger and better every day. Hey, speaking of that, if you don't mind, a little self-plug here. There's a follow button right there. If you wouldn't mind, just give that a click and follow our show here. We really appreciate it. It helps the show out a lot. doesn't cost you anything. takes half a second to just move your mouse over here, your finger on your phone, and go click, follow, and you're done. We don't spam your inbox. We send you an email once when we go live, and you can even turn that notification off if you want to. So it just really helps the show out a lot. We really appreciate it. Okay. Wow, we did a lot. 45 minutes of this garbage tonight. It's not garbage. It's important info you guys need to know. All right, uh, we're going to need to get on to our book. We uh, have been reading classic books on this show since almost the beginning, 368 shows ago. Wow. And uh, we've always done classic children's books. Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince. Someone suggested, and we took them up on it, that we should be reading George Orwell's 1984, because basically that's what this show is mostly about. And secondly, because it seems like we are living in George Orwell's 1984. So we did that. We've moved on. I think we're in chapter four right now. We read a little part of a chapter every night until we get to the end of the book. and We move on to another one. So we will continue now with George Orwell's 1984. Three messages had slid out of the pneumatic tube while Winston was working, but they were simple matters. He disposed of them before the two minutes of hate interrupted him. When the hate was over, he returned to his cubicle, took the newspeak dictionary from the shelf, pushed the speak right to one side, cleaned his spectacles, and settled down to his main job of the morning. Winston's greatest pleasure in life was in his work. Most of it was a tedious routine, but included in it there were also jobs so difficult and intricate that you could lose yourself in them as in the depths of a mathematical problem. Delicate pieces of forgery in which you had nothing to guide you except your knowledge of the principles of Ingsoc, and your estimate of what the party wanted you to say. Winston was good at this kind of thing. On occasion, he'd even been entrusted with the rectification of the Times' leading articles, which were written nearly entirely in newspeak. He unrolled the message that he'd set aside earlier. It ran, Times 31283, reporting BB Day Order, double plus ungood, refs, unpersons, rewrite, full wise, up sub, anti filing. In old speak, or standard English, this might be rendered. The reporting of Big Brother's order for the day in the Times of December 3, 1983, is extremely unsatisfactory and makes reference to non-existent persons. Rewrite it in full and submit your draft to the higher authorities before filing. 
Winston read through the offending article. Big Brother's order for the day, it seemed, had been chiefly devoted to praising work of an organization known as FFCC, which supplied cigarettes and other comforts to the sailors in the floating fortress. A certain Comrade Withers, a prominent member of the inner party, had been singled out for special mention and awarded a decoration, the Order of Conspicuous Merit, second class. Well, three months later, FFCC had suddenly been dissolved with no reasons given. One could assume that Withers and his associates were now in disgrace, but there had been no report of the matter in the press or on the telescreen. That was to be expected, since it was unusual for political offenders to be put on trial or even publicly denounced. The great purges involved thousands of people, with public trials of traitors and thought criminals, who made abject confessions of their crime and were afterwards executed. Or special show prices, pieces, not occurring oftener than once in a couple of years. More commonly, people who who had incurred the displeasure of the party simply disappeared and were never heard from again. One never had the smallest clue as to what had happened to them. In some cases, they might not even be dead. Perhaps 30 people personally known to Winston, not counting his parents, had disappeared at one time or another. Winston stroked his nose gently with a paperclip. In the cubicle, across the way, Comrade Tillotson was still crouching secretively over his speakwrite. He raised his head for a moment, again the hostile spectacle flash. Winston wondered whether Comrade Tillotson was engaged on the same job as himself. It was perfectly possible. So tricky a piece of work would never be entrusted to a single person. On the other hand, to turn it over to a committee would be to admit openly that an act of fabrication was taking place. Very likely, as many as a dozen people were now working on rival versions of what Big Brother had actually said. Presently, some master brain in the inner party would select a version, or that, would result in re-editing, set it in motion, the complex processing of cross-referencing that would be required, and then the chosen lie would pass into permanent records and become truth. Winston did not know why Withers had been disgraced, Perhaps it was for corruption or incompetence. Perhaps Big Brother was merely getting rid of a too popular subordinate. Perhaps Withers or someone close to him had been suspected of heretical tendencies, or perhaps, which was the likeliest of all, the thing had simply happened because purges and vaporizations were a necessary part of the mechanics of government. The only real clue lay in the words, refs unpersons, which indicated that Withers was already dead. You could not invariably assume this to be the case when people were arrested. Uh, 
Sometimes they were released and allowed to remain at liberty for as much as a year or two before being executed. Yet, very occasionally, some persons whom you had believed long dead would make a ghostly reappearance at some public trial where he would implicate hundreds of others by his testimony before vanishing, this time forever. Withers, however, was already an unperson. He did not exist. He never existed. Winston decided it wouldn't be enough simply to reverse the tendency of Big Brother's speech. It was better to make it deal with something totally unconnected with its original subject. He might turn the speech into the usual denunciation of traitors and thought criminals, but that was a little too obvious. While to invent a victory of the front or some triumph of overproduction in the ninth three-year plan might complicate the records a bit mm, too much. What was needed was a piece of pure fantasy. Suddenly there sprang into his mind, ready-made as it were, the image of a certain comrade Ogilvy, who'd recently died in battle in heroic circumstances. There were occasions when Big Brother devoted his order for the day to commemorating some humble rank-and-file party member whose life and death he had held up as an example of being worthy to be followed. Today, he should commemorate Comrade Ogilvy. It was true there was no such person as Comrade Ogilvy, but... A few lines of print and a couple of faked photographs would soon bring him into existence. Winston thought for a moment, then pulled the speak right towards him and began dictating in Big Brother's familiar style. A style at once military and pedantic, and because of a trick of asking questions and then promptly answering them. What lessons do we learn from this fact, comrades? The lesson, which is also one of the fundamental principles of Ingsoc, that, etc., etc., easy to imitate. At the age of three, Comrade Ogilvy had refused all toys except a drum, a submachine gun, and a model helicopter. At six, a year early, by a special relaxation of the rules, he'd joined the spies. At nine, he'd been a troop leader. At eleven, denounced his uncle to the thought police after overhearing a conversation which appeared to him to have criminal tendencies. At seventeen, he'd been a district organizer of the Junior Anti-Sex League. At nineteen, he designed a hand grenade which had been adopted by the Ministry of Peace and which, at its first trial, had killed thirty-one Eurasian prisoners in one burst. At twenty-three, he perished in action, pursued by enemy jet planes flying over the Indian Ocean with important dispatches. He had weighted his body with his machine gun and leapt out of the helicopter into deep water. Dispatches and all, an end, said Big Brother, which it was impossible to contemplate without feelings of envy. Big Brother added a few remarks on the purity and single-mindedness of Comrade Ogilvy's life. He was a total abstainer, 
non-smoker. He had no recreations except the daily hour in the gymnasium and had taken a vow of celibacy, believed marriage and the care of a family to be incompatible with a -a twenty-four-hour-a-day devotion to duty. He had no subjects of conversations except the principles of Ingsoc, and no aim in life except the defeat of the Eurasian army, and the hunting down of spies, saboteurs, thought criminals, and traitors generally. Once again he glanced at his rival in the opposite cubicle. Something seemed to tell him with certainty that Tillotson was busy on the same job as himself. Now, there was no way of knowing whose job would finally be accepted, but he felt a profound conviction that it would be his own. Comrade Ogilvy, unimagined an hour ago, was now a fact. It struck him as curious you could create dead men, but not living ones. Comrade Ogilvy, who had never existed in the present, now existed in the past. And when, once the act of forgery was forgotten, he would exist just as authentically, and upon the same evidence as Charlemagne or Julius Caesar. And that's the end of chapter four. We will move, oh look, it says five right there. (laughs) We'll move on to chapter five coming up in our next stream, which will be happening tomorrow night. Cool beans. Thank you so much for popping by. We appreciate it. Wow, we did a full hour tonight. Our follow button's right over there. Please just take a quick second. Cost nothing. Helps the show out a lot. And uh, I will see you again tomorrow.